Welcome to the Zico Health Show. This is weight management expert, Narado Zico Powell. Here we discuss fitness, nutrition, gut health, alternative medicine, and anything else that impacts your health and fitness. So take a seat and enjoy the ride. So everyone, welcome back to the show. And do I have a treat for you today? I have Mimi, and I first heard her on Tracy Dew's podcast. She knows everything mushrooms. Oh my gosh, let me tell you something. You're, you're going to love this episode so much, you're not going to want to hang up. So hang on to edge of your seats for this one. But before I get into the episode, as promised, I have to give everybody my big story. The reason why I have the Zico Health Show. So years ago, actually from when I was a child, I struggled with asthma and allergies. And it got worse um, over time, of course, never got better. Then I went, my, talked to my primary care physician, and I kept asking him, is there something that I could do to improve my asthma? Because if I keep doing this, taking I do albuterol, Advair, some pills that I still don't care to remember the name of them. And I was like, is there anything I can do? And he kind of smiled at me and said no without saying no, right? He was like, yeah, just take your medicine. I'm like, okay, but dude, I'm in my 30s. I keep doing this. I'm going to be my medicine the rest of my life. So the first book I picked up, and Mimi, you probably know this guy, um, Dr. Stephen Gundry, The Plan Paradox. I picked up the book, and he started talking about leaky gut and, um, you know, um, lectins and you know, poisons in foods. And I was like, hmm, never heard of this before. I thought vegetables were healthy. So I started doing my own research. And after, um, you know, making just some changes, because I'm a skeptic. So I kind of just started making my own little changes. And I started feeling better. And I had more energy. And I was using my medicine less and less. Like, hmm, there may be something to this. So I started listening to podcasts, Sean Stevenson, shout out, this dude is awesome. Ben Greenfield, they bring on experts all the time. And they would, you know, almost every expert would have a book. And I'm like, let me read, let me learn. They would talk about, you know, Four Sigmatic and mushrooms in, in your coffee and your drinks, like Rishi and Lion's Mane. And I just started making all these changes. And I kept feeling better and better and better. And now it's been Mimi two years and two months having renewed my medicine. And I feel amazing. I don't even have my I don't even have allergies anymore. Like literally, when when the pollen is outside falling, I don't know the difference. And my friends are saying, "Oh, it's allergy season." I'm like, "It is. I just don't know anymore. I've, I've made changes." Now, the reason why I focus on on um, weight management is because right now, 42% of the U.S. is clinically obese. We have to do something about that. And when we fix our bodies to operate the way it should. That includes building muscle naturally, burning fat naturally. Don't talk to me about calories because I will get mad at you. Not talking to you, Mimi, the audience in general, and my clients know that. But we need to talk about improving our health to take care of ourselves for long-term sake. And that's why I have Mimi because she's going to talk to me about mushrooms. <laughs> I love it. I was just letting you go. That was, that was great. Great story. Well, good for you. I'm, I'm <clears throat> so glad that you... 
followed your intuition and didn't accept the answers that were given to you. Because I think a lot of us have similar stories where we come down with some chronic issue or condition or, or something that could be considered chronic if we don't take it into our own hands. If we're just listening to the practitioner, not to discount them, but they, they have a finite set of tools. And so we have to become our own best health advocate. And that's exactly what you did. And, and uh, that's great. I love it. It's awesome. Thanks. That, that means a lot. You know, I mean, even as I've gotten my certifications and started working with clients and when they would ask me questions and I would tell, especially like I've asked somebody who has an underlying health issue and he would say, I eat this many calories and um, this, I said, don't, don't talk to me about that. How are you sleeping? What's your mm-hmm. diet like? Are you walking? Are you mm-hmm. getting sunlight? What's your home environment? Are you stressed? Those are things, those are just some of the things that I touch on and then eventually get to, okay, what you're supposed to eat. But if you're not, there's this is a holistic approach. And mm-hmm. like you said, not to not doctors, but they're trained a certain way. And most of them have medicine as their only arsenal, the only tool in their toolbox. And right. it's not all you know, you can't help me the way I need the help. Right. So, um, which is sort of a gift, you know, if you're looking for the silver lining, because if we needed to go to the doctor to fix us every single time we had something that was off, you know, maybe we're constipated or maybe we have a stomach ache or maybe we have a series of headaches. If we don't develop the skill set of being able to, okay, let me work backwards. What did I eat? Did I move yesterday? Did I work out? Did I spend too much time on my screen? How are my ergonomics? Like if you don't develop that deductive reasoning type skill set, you're going to be visiting the doctor a lot. So um, I'm sort of grateful that they don't come with, you know, the necessary tools. It's really like we have to be our own owner's manual, you know? So um, I I think it's actually a a gift. Um, Unfortunately, um, it, it should somewhere be maybe in the middle, maybe a compromise that they're armed with like guidance at least like, Hey, start here and let's work together. You know, that would be, that would be ideal, but man, we don't want to outsource in my opinion. I don't think it's healthy to outsource your health to another individual to like figure it out for you. So I'm totally on board with like figuring out how do we become our own best, not doctors with a degree, but own best health experts. You're hundred percent right, Mimi. And with that being said, now tell us, tell me about yourself. Tell us uh, how did you get to be where you are today? Yeah, well, it's a long story, but I'll I'll try to make it concise. So I um, I am a dental hygienist by degree. So I uh, was a practicing clinical dental dental hygienist for seven years, and loved it. Um, it you know it was great. I I had no issues with the actual industry or anything like that at the time. Um, My patients loved me. I was good at it, made a good amount of money. Um, Then I, in let's see, 2016, I divorced my high school sweetheart. And after that, it was really a kind of cascading waterfall of (laughs) unfortunate uh, health events in my life. Um, I will say part of it was uh, due to Uh, some emotional trauma and baggage from my divorce that I was not dealing with. Uh, Some of it was what I was doing to myself, um, pursuing in pursuit of value and love externally. 
um, I would say, you know, to be more specific, I was working out eight days a week and eating. I wasn't ever anorexic, but I was so orthorexic. And if your listeners maybe don't know that term, I guess, but it's when you take healthy habits, like eating clean food to an unhealthy degree, to an unhealthy um, severity. So I, you start linking these healthy habits, which were great, you know, eating clean foods with your identity. What I mean is I started saying to myself, I'm not a person who eats bread. I'm not the kind of person who eats a slice of cake at my coworker's birthday party. I'm not that kind of person. So when, un, when healthy habits now become part of your identity and you're not able to modulate and understand that, hey, you know what? I take really, really, really good care of myself. And if there's something that I'm making a, a, a conscious, intentional decision on, say having a, a slice of cake or something, knowing that what I do most of the time is going to take care of me. And I was not, that, that was not in my consciousness. So I, be, I became really ill physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, all of those things. Um, <clears throat> this was right around 2017. So my hormones hit rock bottom. Um, I had zero estrogen. I was the leanest. You would look at me from the outside and be like, wow, she looks great. But my hair was falling out in the shower. I had explosive acne. I had a rash on half of my body that was unexplainable. Like doctors had no idea what was wrong with me. They gave me an antifungal and sent me out the door. No questioning about my lifestyle, my stress, anything, um, lost my period, all these things. So there was a lot of my body that was yelling at me, screaming at me. We don't like this, whatever you're doing, (laughs) we, we can't do this for much longer. So I, I really, I sort of hit a rock bottom and I, at the time I was listening to Sean Stevenson and really what got me was I took a healthy habit of learning how to intermittent fast. And I took that to an unhealthy degree. I was doing it every day, very active job, working out eight days a week. And I wasn't consuming enough, (laughs) the C word calories, just, I wasn't taking in enough energy for how much I was expending, which you do have to have that energy balance, knowing where you're at baseline, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I was in a, a major deficit for a year and a half, and uh, that's that's really really hard on a woman, a young woman's body. So um, I got to the point when my hair started falling out in the shower that I was like, okay, screw this, this is enough. I have to figure this out. And at the time, I was a health coach. I was a health coach on the side. I could help someone lose weight, but I didn't know what was wrong with me. So I felt like a sort of fraud because. I was like, I can't let anyone know about this, you know, on Instagram or my family, because I'm supposed to be the healthy one, right? So uh, it was really, it was, it was a weird sort of like game that was going on in my head. Um, Finally, I got set up with a, a sort of naturopathic integrative practitioner. She was great. She wasn't my end all be all. I had to become my own best health advocate to really get to the bottom of what was going on. And to this day, I don't, I didn't have a diagnosis. I just knew that there was a lot wrong with what I, with what my body was telling me. I had a suboptimal thyroid, but I wasn't hypothyroid naturally. I did that to myself. So I had to figure out how to get myself out of that. And it started with backing off of every mainly every, I was still walking and still doing yoga, but I, I dropped the weights and the hit routines for six weeks. 
And I just got into a state where I was like, I need to start taking care of myself. I need to like, just let my body know that it, I'm, I'm safe. I'm not running from any tigers. Like I am safe to heal and to start this journey. I knew it was going to be long. So that led me into um, kind of more holistic approach to nutrition and health and everything um, rather than just um, how clean are you eating and um, and how much are you working out, right? Because there's a lot more to holistic health. There's emotional, there's spiritual, in my opinion, there's the metaphysical, the things that we don't see, the energy, lies, like what are you keeping inside of you that's just adding to this degradation of your spirit and, and essentially you as a human. So um, I, I started to address some of the emotional issues in my body. And that was a huge relief, um, which my skin just like totally went night and day. Um, and uh, I, I uh, got lined up with the Academy of Culinary Nutrition. So I enrolled in this program. It was an online program, very intense, I will say. It was awesome. It was based out of um, Canada. But it was an intense enough that I, I chose to step away from dental hygiene and actually move back home uh, to my hometown and live with my parents for a year while I focused on this, uh, this program, this academy, and myself. Like, I, I can't even tell you how excited I was the last month of my clinical hygiene work to know that like, okay, only like one more month until I can start healing me. Cause I really needed to like step away from my life completely. So I think I said that this was a long story short, I'm not making it short, but if you really want to really know where I come from and how I approach health, this is, this is how it, this is how it's how it came up. So, um, <clears throat> and then, so I got through the Academy of Culinary Nutrition and along the way, I, um, right before I left my job, actually, I, I found out about, um, something called AHCC, which comes from shiitake mushrooms. And I was really intrigued because a patient in our office used it to help her clear her HPV. And I was like, what? I didn't know there was anything that was like proven to help with HPV and it had, it had clinical research behind it, all of these things. And it has a whole, you know, um, I, I went to, on the interwebs and found um, a, a research organization uh, linked to AHCC and I had never heard about it. I was like, I'm like super healthy and I've never, you know, healthy, I will say, I know about health concepts, I will say, even though my body was still in this stressed state. Um, and I was so like, kind of had my wall, my back up against a wall, like a little bit of an ego thing. Like, wait, if this is so great, why haven't I heard about it yet? So that was my peaked interest on AHCC. And then I, you know, that was 2017 and I haven't stopped learning about and talking about AHCC since then. Um, so coming out of the Academy of Culinary Nutrition, I created this food called Brain Hits that was focused on helping to give back to the body some of the nutrients that the brain needs to heal with the target of people who were, um, <clears throat> who were um, basically suffering from CTE, chronic traumatic encephalopathy, like what 
every football player out there has because they're, you know, they're getting so much traumatic brain injury all the time. So I, I was, that was, it was, this was a, a, a weird like segue, but that's who I had in my mind was like my niche for a little bit. And I created this food brain hits and I put AHCC in there. So it became the only AHCC food on the market. So I started selling that on Instagram, found out I loved it, found out people wanted it. There, uh, there was a market for it. And um, that kind of catapulted me into this entrepreneurial entrepreneurial space that I wasn't necessarily planning for. It kind of just found me. And um, as I started putting more and more information and education about AHCC out there on my Instagram, I, I started getting more feedback from, from women, especially uh, with HPV, that they were like, oh my God, I, I didn't know there was anything that could help me. And I, I just kept going with the education. Not only that, but things like with cancer, with autoimmune disease, with um, things like Lyme. So uh, that's kind of how it all started. And it was such a transformational time for me that like AHCC is like imprinted on my heart now um, because it was almost like this mentor archetype coming out of the abyss. And I'm, I'm looking at this AHCC, this tool that people, not only for myself, but also for other people that I can help other people possibly get out of unnecessary suffering with this thing. I was like, I, I, I have to do this. I can't go back to dental hygiene. I have to see what's here for me. So then that kind of uh, translated into learning even more about other medicinal mushrooms. I had heard of things like Four Sigmatic, of course, I had drank that, um, but really getting into the science and the clinical research of it, um, I hadn't done yet. So um, that's my mushroom story. That's how I became obsessed with medicinal mushrooms and AHCC specifically, and how I eventually made my made my way back to. Um, <clears throat> I. I uh, <laughs> I actually, in 2019, getting my body and my heart and my spirit healthy again, um, which is an ongoing process, of course, I actually organically reunited with my high school sweetheart. Uh, we were both in separate jobs, careers, paths, and we were both new, bright, shiny people. <laughs> and we were like, oh my God. So that's uh, two years ago, we, uh, we've been together, back together about two and a half years now, and life couldn't be more beautiful. I think I see his pictures on Instagram, right? <laughs> yeah, probably. So. Every, once, every once in a while, I'll see a heartfelt picture. I'm like, oh, that's so cute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's my king. <laughs> nice. So, you know, you touched on a few things, though. That's an awesome story, and I'm actually going to dig into that story a little bit more. Love but it. I want to talk about the calorie deficit piece. Yes. Because you're definitely right about that. I think where we get misconstrued is the same mindset. We take calories and we take it to an unhealthy level. We want to outrun. We want to say, okay, I'm going to eat 1,000 calories and burn 2,000 for some reason. There are a few issues with that. Um, one, um, calorie counting is always going to be incorrect because it doesn't take into consideration the complexity of digestion. We don't necessarily absorb everything that we eat. Mm -hmm. um, calories one for one. That's the first issue. The next thing I want to explain to people is, is, is the nutrient side of it, right? It's not really the calories that's the issue as far as the energy necessarily. It's the nutrients. Because you can eat a burger and fries and get 1,500 calories and still don't get the same nutrients from it. Right. And that's where we have to be very mindful of that when we're taking the approach. But if we're getting the right nutrients, not just my, macro, but also micronutrients, because 
for some reason we talk about proteins and carbs and fats, we forget that we need zinc and uh, and magnesium and vitamin C too. So mm-hmm. we have to be very mindful of making sure we get our nutrients, our microbiome, which is, of course, you know, Mimi is the powerhouse of our cells, require micro and micronutrients to function properly. Right. Um, of course, with hydration and everything else that I'm sure you know of that too. So um, the next thing I want to talk about is, are you saying HHTC? What, what, what were you saying? It's AHCC, active hexose correlated compound. Uh, so is that a family of mushrooms necessarily? Or can no. you give more on that? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to explain what it is because it, it's not a mushroom in and of itself. It comes from shiitake mushrooms. So it's basically a cultured mycelial product, meaning that <clears throat> if um, go back to eighth grade biology and looking at the you know different parts of a mushroom, the cap that we see um, that houses the spores, you know, we're, we're looking at a, a mushroom above the ground that houses the spores, which are essentially like the seeds that continue on the life of the mushroom that propagate. Then we have uh, the rest of the fruiting body, obviously the stalk, and then um, underneath the ground. So that whole, that whole piece above the ground is called the fruiting body. And then below the ground is uh, the, the root-like system or the mycelium. And mycelium are so much more than, than uh, roots. You can think of it more like a network of intelligence. So it's, the com- it's a combination of sort of like the brain and the immune system of the mushroom come together to create the mycelium. There, it's, it's a dynamic, intelligent, sentient uh, organism. It's not a plant, it's not a vegetable, uh, they are sentient. And um, so AHCC comes from the mycelium of shiitake mushrooms, which shiitake has been used for thousands and thousands of years for its medicinal properties. And then in the 1980s, some Japanese researchers started studying the mycelium of the shiitake mushroom. And uh, research started in the late 80s and hasn't stopped since. It is now the most clinically researched functional food in the world. So um, that's that's what it is, and there's, I mean, I could go on for another hour all about AHCC alone, but that's essentially what it is. Right, so essentially it's like the powerhouse of the actual mushroom itself, because it would be, it's within the root, correct? Yeah, yeah, so it's just uh, all parts of the mushroom have value, but um, like I said, the, the, the mycelium is... Uh, you can think of it like the the brain and the immune system of the mushroom organism. So the fruiting body still does have benefits. Uh, right. I love fruiting body, you know, um, for Sigmatic. That's what you'd be getting in a little packet of their drink mixes. They, they use the fruiting body, which is, is great. Um, so this is just a different, it behaves differently in the body because of the way that it's cultured. Um, mm-hmm. It's cultured for like 45 to 60 days. It AHCC uh, just behaves differently in the body. It's really working with your body um, to bolster your entire physiology and um, as as well as increase your immune intelligence while also uh, regulating uh, cortisol, stress hormone that is linked with weight weight gain a lot. Um, And then also your, um, your inflammation levels also linked with obesity. So if you can lower C-reactive protein and cortisol in the body and 
give more intelligence to the immune system, not boosting it or suppressing it, but actually modulating it, regulating it, then some, then it can help everyone from uh, you who has seasonal allergies to someone who uh, has a cancer diagnosis to someone with an autoimmune disease that actually needs their immune system to calm down. HCC can work in all of those um, examples. That's absolutely fantastic. And you actually, you know what? You took away a question I was planning to ask because I wanted to talk about immune intelligence. But that makes that's that's so freaking amazing. I um, and I like how you did you touch on cortisol and um, and um, inflammation because we get into a very it's a trappy mindset, right? Um, where we say, okay, cortisol. We hear about cortisol, and now we're afraid of cortisol, or we hear about inflammation and now we're afraid afraid of inflammation. My, my interview with our endocrinologist Kenneth Rodriguez, we talked about cortisol. We talk about we need cortisol. It's a very right. important neurotransmitter. Yeah, you'd be, you'd be dead without it. So exactly. You wouldn't be alive without it, right? So we definitely need cortisol. But the issue is excess cortisol because when you're constantly running in a stressful state, your heart is working overtime. Your right. body is working overtime. But then we, we don't stop and think, okay, what can I do to just lower cortisol? But things that you can do, um, like the right nutrients you can have to help your body to manage it appropriately. Because when mm -hmm. your body just, I guess I would say just by worrying about cortisol, you can raise your cortisol level. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, it's one of those tricky things that like you can get stressed about the stress. Exactly. Yeah. And then so, and then when it comes to inflammation, it's the same thing. I actually, two, two, three episodes ago, I released an episode on inflammation and oxidative stress. Explain to everyone what those things actually are. Because we hear inflammation so much, now we think inflammation is just the, mm -hmm. the bad guy, right? And you see, I, I kind of look at, you ever watch like an 80s movie? It's like Grease. Grease is my favorite movie of all time. I don't care what everybody mm -hmm. says. Classic. That's my movie, right? How can you not like a classic? Tell me more, tell me more. So, so um, I'm that flashback there. But anyway, so it's kind of like the dude in the leather jacket, right? That's how I think about inflammation. Now, where it's like, okay, some people may look at him and be like, oh, he's the bad guy. He causes all these problems. But he's not really. Not really. It's just how you per perceive him, right? Yeah. Yeah. And now, like, if you have excess inflammation, that's, that's, a, that's a completely different conversation. Mm -hmm. But if you get a cut on your body and you see that swelling that develops there, guess what that is? That's the guy in the leather jacket trying to help you out, trying right. to fix that issue. Now you have 10 cuts all over your body, then you have a whole different problem. Right. And that's yeah. how I look at it. Yeah, I mean, something? yeah, no, we, uh, I fully agree. We, we as humans like to put things in boxes. We like to know, is it this or that? Is it right or wrong? Is it black or white? Like we want to know what the thing is. Is inflammation good or bad? Well, right now you can go into Dr. Google and probably the first 10 hits are gonna tell you that like inflammation is linked to all these chronic diseases. So one says to themselves, oh, I, inflammation must be bad. Well, no, acute inflammation obviously is a good thing. It wouldn't be a function in your body if it didn't have a purpose. So like, you know, um, a, a child uh, has a fever. Your body is raising your your temperature, your overall temperature to kill whatever bacteria is causing that 
um, maybe sickness in the body. It's a function. It's a beautiful, wise function of the body. If you sprain your ankle, heat and swelling and everything is going to go there because your body it now knows like, okay, we need to send all our troops here, focus here, do the thing. And it's, it's, it's working its magic. It's trying to heal. So yes, acute inflammation is wonderful. We need it just like cortisol, but it, we are, uh, many of us are so out of touch with the basics of eating clean food, drinking clean water, getting natural sunlight and sleeping a good amount every night. Just even those basics alone, not even talking about the metaphysical meditation, getting your, you know, your, your mind and, or altering your states of consciousness, whatever, just those basic things do so much for us. But most of us, I would say are out of balance in most of those just basic areas. So then we create this kind of low grade chronic inflammation from the processed foods, from drinking monster drinks every day or whatever it is. And so your body is, is trying to take care of you by having this low grade inflammation. We're just not giving it a break. So by, oh, hopefully lowering that C-reactive protein, that, that um, inflammation risk that blood marker, you know, CRP is what we look at when we look at inflammation in the body. If we're lowering that or being able to regulate that uh, a better across the board, is AHCC going to be the, the uh, miracle pill to fix your every woe and worry? No, you have to also look at the lifestyle, but it can help when uh, alongside these other good practices. So uh, I would, I would encourage people to, to, you know, consider that we are a walking paradox. We are not this or that, you know, uh, good or bad, you know, all these things in us, they have a function, but when we are out of balance, those functions can also get out of balance and become destructive in the body like inflammation. Exactly. And guys, spoiler alert in about a week or two, I haven't nailed down the schedule yet, but Sean Wells <clears> is going to be on my episode and on my podcast. And he's known as the world's greatest formulator. Awesome dude. I don't know if you're familiar with him. No. Awesome, awesome dude. He knows so much. His book, The Angel Paradox, is amazing. And we're going to talk mm -hmm. about oxidative LDL. We're going to talk about C-reactive protein. And um, we're, we're going to get into hemoglobin A1C and so many things. We're going to supplement. So the things that you're touching on right now, Mimi, we're going to dive deeper into that conversation. So I'm glad you mentioned that so I can introduce that because it's going to be a great interview. Yeah, um, great. Love it. And you and I can talk all day about these things, but for the people that don't like my voice that much, I'm going <laughs> to go on to the next question. Um, this could be a yes or no answer, so I'm going to change it up a little bit. Are all mushrooms medicinal? But I'm going to ask that if they're not, what would be some mushrooms that may not be considered medicinal? That's a good question. It's sort of a trick question because... Uh, there are about 10 times as many fungi in the world as there are trees and plants. So for me to be able to give that blanket statement of every single mushroom in the world is medicinal, uh, no, I can't, I can't say that. There are over 300, I will say, medicinal mushrooms in common use today. I don't use all 300. I use about 10 and that's great because a lot of them overlap. A lot of them have um, similar benefits. One being um, immune intelligence, 
uh, both shiitake, maitake, and reishi all do amazing things for your immune system, increasing your immune intelligence. So uh, there is some overlap, sure. Um, that being said, I, I, I don't recommend, of course, I have to say this every time I talk about mushrooms, there are poisonous ones. There are ones that you take one bite or touch it with your finger and then touch your finger to your mouth, you likely will die. So I, this is not like free game for someone to go out and pick mushrooms and start making their own concoctions in their, uh, in their kitchen. Absolutely not. If you're going to forage, forage with a professional. Even if you have a book, forage with a professional. Just got to give that disclaimer out there. Um, aside from poisonous mushrooms, because there are some, the majority of them are not poisonous, however, and the majority of them are, do have amazing medicinal qualities, uh, for, for our bodies. So I would say that I, I can't say if all of them are, um, but ones that we would consider there, there's three different types categories, if you will. First is psychoactive or psychedelic mushrooms that, that alter your states of consciousness that, um, some would say, uh, show you the face of God. Um, they, those could be also be considered uh, medicinal, depending on how you use that word medicine and what part of your body, mind, spirit needs medicine, right? Um, then there are also uh, culinary mushrooms. Um, and those would be something like shiitake is something that's going to be in an Asian stir fry, but it also can be used uh, for medicinal properties. So again, there's some overlap. Um, uh, you know, oyster mushroom is a really common or cremony is a really common um, culinary mushroom. And those have great vitamins and minerals, always cook them, don't eat them raw. Um, but really, really, you're going to get the most bang for your buck when you consume medicinal or functional mushrooms, because they are, um, they're usually extracts, they're more potent and concentrated than just eating like a cupful of culinary mushrooms. Um, so that's what I use um, daily is these uh, mushroom extracts. And uh, they, they, there is some overlap though. I hope that answers your question. Oh, that definitely answers my question because I did not know there were three different categories of mushrooms, apparently. So, I mean, <laughs> I, after this episode, I plan to go outside and kind of forage around for a little bit oh, and see what I found. And he just you ruined my entire evening. Absolutely. You can you can go forage and just look. I, I, I do that all the time. Like we go on a hike. I'm constantly, I'm not looking up. I'm looking at the forest floor and looking for what can I find here? And I don't pick them though, is the thing. Like you don't need to, pick them. You can just, oh my gosh, wow, that one's really cool. Look, uh, and if you, if you do go with a, uh, we're getting off track here a little bit, I guess, but if you do go with a professional forager, yes, you can pick them if, if that's what you're doing, but always leave at least one because that's the future of that species that, you know, we want to continue to propagate these. They, they like spreading their seeds. So leave a few, if you can. I won't be like Pharaoh and just eradicate everybody. Yes. But um, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll be mindful of that. So now I want to pick your brain on one by one. And I purposely wanted to ask these questions. So reishi mushrooms, I'm gonna start with that first one. What are some main benefits of reishi and how do you think we could use it in our lifestyle? Okay, reishi is some people say reishi. Some I say reishi, it just flows out of my mouth that way. Reishi is you can think of her like the Beyonce of medicinal mushrooms. She is divine and potent, and she has the longest list of benefits of any medicinal mushroom 
that I know of. Um, everything from cardiovascular to circulatory to immune system to uh, nervous system to uh, you know stress response to uh, I would say uh, hormonal endocrine like every system in your body top to bottom is positively uh, affected by reishi mushroom. Uh, there isn't um, it, it, she can be potent for some people and you know I don't know if you ever talk about this concept but it's, it's a quite common one talking about stress buckets or toxicity buckets, right? Like if our body is a big old bucket and we have certain, we have a certain threshold of how much stress, how many pollutants, how many chemicals we can hold in these toxicity buckets. If those toxicity buckets or stress buckets are extremely full to the point of basically overflowing, if you get a really potent mushroom like reishi and you just start taking a ton every day, <clears throat> you may feel some detoxing side effects like maybe fatigue, maybe an upset stomach, maybe, um, maybe uh, like brain fog type. It doesn't mean that the reishi is causing that. It, yes, it is initiating that detox effect, but it doesn't mean that that's actually bad for your body. It means that maybe my stress buckets, maybe my toxicity buckets are really freaking full. And this is like stirring the pots. With that said, you know, I, I start with like the ominous, I guess. But with that said, 99% of people are fine using it in their, in their daily routine. I use uh, reishi every single day. It's, it's one of the two mushrooms that I take every single day without fail. That and AHCC. I said AHCC wasn't a mushroom, but mushroom product. Um, so the different ways that you can get reishi into your body, I, um, if you're just starting out, um, reishi is extremely bitter, like way, way, way more bitter than black coffee grounds. <laughs> so if you just get a reishi extract and put it in your coffee, it, you, it may taste really awful. Caveat, if it is actually reishi mushroom. A lot of most mushroom extract products on the market uh, do not actually contain what they say on the label. This is sort of kind of, this is confusing, but this is part of the education that I do because I'm very, very picky about which mushrooms that I put into my body. If someone just types in reishi extract on Amazon, um, you're most likely going to get some mixture of maybe a little bit of reishi, mostly grains. So you're paying for very expensive brown rice and maybe a little bit of reishi. So these amazing benefits that I'm talking about, you're probably not going to see. So that's why I do so much education on getting good quality mushroom products in your body. Otherwise, you're just paying for expensive grain. So um, did you have anything that you wanted to, I feel like I'm talking a no, lot. No, no, no. Go right ahead. Okay. Go right ahead. So, and, and this is true for all medicinal mushroom extracts, uh, not just reishi, but um, this, is, this is true. And, and this is because um, when mushroom growers, when mushroom farmers grow in masses, they're growing usually in like a warehouse inside, you know, in plastic bags, in these big grow rooms, and they're growing on some sort of oat 
rye, rice, some sort of grain, which is not bad. The, the, the mycelium needs a substrate to grow on and to incorporate into. That's fine. The problem is, is that most companies to basically boost their bottom line, they take the mycelium that is now enmeshed in this brown rice or oat or rye. And remember, we love mycelium. It's not the mycelium. It's that it's one big mass now. That's how it works. And now maybe they do sprout a few reishi or maitake or shiitake mushrooms. They're putting all of that. They're not separating them. They're putting all of that into a big grinder, grinding it up and delivering it to you in a fun package on Amazon. But what you're mostly getting is grain. Um, so that's, I would say, something to really watch for. Um, and there are different ways. I, I talk about this on some of my Instagram posts and everything, and certainly on my podcast, but um, there are certain ways that you can tell if you are getting actual mushrooms or rice or rye, rye or oats. Um, and I, I can go through those if you want me to, but I would love it. Go ahead. Okay. So I'll just give you a few. So the first is, um, you know, take your finger, dip it into the mushroom product and put it on the tip of your tongue. If it tastes at all sweet or like a cracker or kind of bready or, or, um, uh, like cereal, like crushed up cereal, like kind of sweet, it doesn't have to taste sugary, but mushroom fruiting bodies are very earthy or bitter, or some of them even taste kind of like seafood, like, like not fishy, but like sort of like that. So if it tastes at all like a crushed up cracker or bread or crouton or anything like that, it's grain. So um, that's the, that's the, probably the easiest way. Next is by sight. If you're able to look at, you know, a spread of, if say you're in a store or online and you look at a spread of reishi compared to tremella, compared to cordyceps, compared to shiitake, compared to maitake, they should all be different colors. It should be a rainbow of colors. If they're all this, a sort of muted beige, especially reishi, because reishi is almost black when it's actually mushroom. If it's a sort of light brownish beigey, if they're all the same, you know that they're using the practices where they just dump everything into a grinder and you're getting mostly grain because what color are most grains? They're kind of a beigey color, right? Yeah. So if that's what the spread is, it should look like a it should look like a rainbow if you're looking up to like three or four or five of them. And then the other way to know is if it says um, if it's produced in the United States. And I know that sounds weird because I'm a I'm a lover of local, but in the case of medicinal mushrooms, buying local does not equal better. Um, the reason for that is there are specific growing regions of medicinal mushrooms. And uh, so, and just the way that the economics works out in America, it is so insanely expensive to produce mass, uh, mass amounts of mushrooms in the right way. They can produce it in the way that I just explained, where they're combining the grains and everything in there. And that's what most companies do. So if it says made in USA, you can assume that they're using these practices that just dump the grains in there because the economics just don't work out. They couldn't keep their doors open as a business unless they do all sorts of other things and they have one maybe skew or product that's a medicinal mushroom product. Um, that's a different story. But if they are a medicinal mushroom company and that's what they boast, 
then they should be getting their mushrooms from a native growing region. Um, one of them being China, which a lot of places, a, a lot of people like kind of turn their nose up like, oh, isn't China bad? Isn't things grown? Isn't the, the, the pollution, all of that? <clears throat> Most of these mushrooms, the ones that I use myself are in, uh, they come from protected areas, like way up in the mountains, far away from any sort of city. And they're also uh, third party tested multiple times for the scientifically verified compounds and for any sort of heavy metals or anything like that. So you can find companies that are doing it right. It's just that unfortunately, most of them are not. I want to touch on a couple of things because I absolutely love that. And thank you so much. I wasn't even planning to talk about that. You're awesome. <laughs> bitter. <laughs> I want to talk about bitter in Jamaica. I grew up in Jamaica. Cool. And whenever, whenever I was sick, my parents used to always um, give me this bush called service. Sometimes I wasn't even sick. I think they were just trying to punish me for some reason. <laughs> this thing is so bitter, it will put hair on your chest. I'm mm -hmm. telling you, it's, it's a whole different ball game. But we um, have, we don't, we need to learn that bitter is good for our system. A lot of these foods that improve our gut environment are bitter. Mm -hmm. And those foods crave good prebiotics as well. But yes. we eat so much sweet that we absolutely hate bitter. So I like the fact, I want people, anyone to listen to this, I want that, I want you to walk away with that takeaway. Bitter, we have to talk, bitter is good for the body. Yep. Most of the times, if it's bitter, it's doing something good for you. Mm -hmm. Even they say regular yogurt versus Greek yogurt. Greek yogurt is bitter have more of a bitter taste than regular yogurt. But we try to sweeten it up and thinking we're doing the same thing. No, we have so many fruits like even in Jamaica that are just naturally bitter on their own. So it, they have the benefits that you need, but we stay away, for, we stay away from bitter. And as yeah. you improve your um, gut environment, you actually start to crave more bitter stuff mm -hmm. because you have the right um, gut bacteria that will tell you you want to tell you, okay, this is what I want. Um, I, it's like, I, I want friends. I, I want to be around us friends, the same group of people, right? Mm -hmm. um, I don't want that bad bacteria. I don't want that pizza in my body. And so mm -hmm. on and so forth. So yeah. I love that you touched on that. I also yeah, I mean, oh, I was just going to say, Sean Stevenson, our guy says, the bitter, the better. I love, I didn't know he said that. Well, I'm going to start <clears> adding that. I'm going to steal that from him too. I'm going to go yeah. with the bitter, the better. He's actually, he's the one, I remember what he said, um, was it sauerkraut? He said something and he, um, but anyway, I'm, I'm starting to digress too far myself. So let's move on. The next thing I want to talk about, aside from bitter, is the, what was the third reason? You mentioned um, U.S. grown. U.S. US grown, grown, yes. Taste and uh, color. Yes, the U.S. grown. I like that because <laughs> the Patriots are going to come after me after this episode. I, I guarantee you I might get some DMs. But it is it is what it is. A lot of times we do skip we do skip a step for the sake of making money. And the, the fact that you said that every product you use is third party verified. That's the important piece. Third party verified. Because whenever somebody asks me about, for example, probiotics, should I be taking this? Should I be taking that? You know what I was do? I I if I can't find it, it's third party verified, I send them to one of my colleagues or somebody in my network. Who I, know, who I can trust and say, this is where you get your probiotics from, even if I don't financially benefit from it. Because I know, like for example, Dr. Donna Mazzola, who was on my show, 
I know her and I know that whatever she uses is third party tested and third party verified. So mm-hmm. I make sure to send them that route. And that's the, because there are so many probiotics and like I said, mushroom extracts out there that people are just trying to make a quick buck and giving us a lot of expensive rice or dead probiotics that can't survive the acidity sitting here for our guts. Yeah. And yes, it's there. Mushrooms are there. Probiotics are there, but it does nothing for you or almost mm-hmm. nothing for you. Yeah. So you're basically, might as well just give me your money. If you're not giving money away that much, mm-hmm. I give you my address. Better way I give my cash app is cash app it over to me and we're all good. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's it's one of those things where I don't want people to just think that every business and every, you know, owner or brand is out there to be malicious. Of course there are some people and some businesses like that, but it's also that they are they are monitoring market trends and with medicinal mushrooms becoming more and more popular over the last i would say 5 years especially in the superfood and kind of health and wellness space um more people are going to be starting companies just because hey mushrooms are in right now let's let's start something let's get a skew let's get a product right and they may not have any actual knowledge of what that growing process is like so they go to their nearest distributor of superfoods or powders or whatever and they say hey we want a uh, a cordyceps uh, 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 product can you can you help us they're like yeah sure we'll hook you up they're not, they may not be looking into the actual growing process and they may not have any actual experience in what should be included and what should not be included in a mushroom extract product. And that's why um, I, the, the company that I use, the, the founder has 40 years of growing experience behind him. So he is really the, the <clears throat> he's one of the OGs when it comes to uh, mushroom education. And he actually brought a lot of the medicinal mushrooms to the North American market. So I'm like, I I want that. I want that OG. (laughs) I don't want someone to just open their doors yesterday because, oh, all of a sudden, uh, mushroom medicinal mushrooms are hot on Instagram. Like, no. Exactly. Like, oh, like I said, Rishi would be the Beyonce. So, you know, apparently I've been taking Beyonce for the last few years. So I just learned something new. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, she's great. You just touched on cordyceps. So t- tell me more about the benefits of cordyceps. Yeah, cordyceps is awesome. It's There's a, a, a couple different kinds. There's cordyceps sinensis and then cordyceps militaris. There's, of course, more of that. But those are the main two when it comes to um, medicinal mushrooms. And um, most cordyceps out there, I would say 99% um, is going to be the cordyceps militaris because the cordyceps sinensis is grown in a really particular way. Um, It actually sprouts on caterpillars and bugs. And so it's extremely hard to get. So um, I I think I saw some memes going around Instagram that was talking about cordyceps and that it takes over the brain of these insects and it's, it's going to take over your brain. And I was like, somebody sent this to me and I was like, okay, no, Um, that's not actually how it works. And that's not the actual cordyceps that you're getting unless you're paying $10,000 a gram for it. Uh, So (laughs) the cordyceps militaris is great. Um, They they, uh, gave it a fun nickname, cordycex, um, because it increases oxygen uptake, it increases blood flow, it increases stamina, it increases energy output. Now you can do whatever you want with that energy, um, but it did, you know, coin the name 
uh, cordyceps because of the, the, the stamina type of benefits. Um, it's not like a Viagra or anything like that, but it just helps keep the blood moving. So um, I take that um, almost every morning, I would say at least five out of seven days um, before about 30 to 30 minutes to an hour before like if I have a heavy workout or a heavy lift, um, I like to give my body that extra boost. And there's, there is clinical research behind that um, showing more energy output, like max reps and things like that. So there is clinical research to show that cordyceps does increase oxygen uptake and energy output. It also increases lung capacity and um, the health of the lungs. So for instance, my mom uh, got this infamous virus that was going around. She's fine. And, you know, she was back to normal after about a week. Um, but one of the things that I sent her was cordyceps because it helps to, um, to increase the health of the lungs. So, and, you know, a lot of things, uh, a lot of people had pr trouble with their lungs with this virus. So um, there are many different uses, but I would say it's notorious for those stamina benefits. You know what? I'm gonna um I'm gonna get some cordyceps in. I'm gonna give my girlfriend a call um, and test this <laughs> out. So <laughs> if it doesn't work, I know who I'm coming after. But, <laughs> but seriously though, you know, it goes back to you talk about the uh it's a myopic mindset of this work versus that doesn't work because when this COVID situation first happened, I was seeing so many texts or memes or even like from the online from the scientific community does vitamin d work does this work does that work should we be going outside you know what you know it, it was such such confusing information and i was really it ticked me off especially when they talked about nutrition and we talk about vitamin d and vitamin k and so on and so forth because i'm like i have an idea guys how about we get all of it? You ever, you ever, you ever try that out? And I, I brought that up to say, you're not saying take cordyceps and you're protected and you'll be fine. That's not what you're saying at all, but it can help improve lung capacity. And someone like myself who have had asthma issues and who's more genetically prone to having asthma issues, that's something I need to look into, which I'm definitely going to ask, um, after this show, because it can have its benefits there. Because just about any food in nature, and like you said, it, especially if it's bitter, it's going to have some benefit for your body, and a lot of them are going to overlap. So you don't have to take every single thing in the world. There's no possible way to do that, but you need to have a good healthy balance and work with individuals like yourself who have done the research, who knows, okay, what certain foods can do for our bodies. Now, let's say I've talked to individuals who detox or will drink expensive water from the Himalayas, but eat fast food every day and and brag about all this stuff i'm like okay you again you like throwing your money away because then regardless of the expensive water it's not a pill okay drinking good water great water for the himalayas that were great for me because my diet is mostly clean my lifestyle is mostly clean but if you don't fix everything else there's, all, there's still going to be an issue and right. in our society we're looking for that pill right we're looking for that one solution it never works that way because once you take you, you get get on that mindset you're just going to be taking more and more stuff the rest of your life because everything has another side effect anyway. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, totally. I, I, I agree. And um, a lot of times we're looking for a quick fix when, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're paying for or looking for the, the tiny pebbles when we have these huge boulders to address, right? Like food, 
like um, like sleep, like clean water, like sunshine, like movement. These are huge boulders in the light, the holistic lifestyle. If you're, you know, spending all your resources and money on on finding the the craziest superfoods and everything like that, it's like, but have you addressed these other huge blaring boulders in your life, or are you looking for the small rocks? Um, and that's that's one thing that uh, that you know, working with medicinal mushrooms, it, it can be um, a sort of like, <clears throat> I will say it, it has two functions. One, it can be a wedge. Someone can start to take my the coffee that I drink. It's a reishi spore coffee called King Coffee. Take a lot of people, this is their this is their wedge into the health and wellness world into like, hey, I want to get healthier. Okay, I'm going to start with something small, this small habit that then snowballs into these larger habits. That's the hope, right? You can't just expect to just change one tiny thing and expect a total transformation. But a lot of times it does snowball, which is great. But then the other side is like, okay, I have my sleep down. I'm getting movement. I have healthy relationships. I'm drinking clean water. I'm drinking really clean, organic, whole foods. What are, the, what are some other things that can kind of fill in the cracks? And, you know, things like Organifi and, and, and these medicinal mushrooms and these micronutrients that you're talking about, those kind of fill in the cracks. So it can come from either end, but it really shouldn't be the only thing you're doing for a sort of health transformation. You're right. And you started when you were telling your story, which I think is a fantastic story. Um, unfortunately, you had to go through that, but we grow from it, right? Mm-hmm. I couldn't breathe a few years ago, and now here I am. So yeah. We got to go through it. We got to learn. <laughs> exactly. And you started talking about mindset, you know, and um, this, this the episode before this one that I'm going to release is uh, he has his PhD in neuroscience. And Dr. Chris Lee, he talks about rewiring the brain and the importance that plays in our life. And that he mentioned something that I want to bring up as often as I possibly can. And he talks about the successful versus the unsuccessful person. There's one every important trait. When a successful person reaches a challenge, they approach it with curiosity. How can I make this work for me? How can I improve on it? How can I, how can I get this done the best way I possibly can? But when the unsuccessful person takes on a victim mindset, why is this happening to me? I can't deal with this. Oh man, I got too much. The kid's crying over there. Whatever the problem is, you know, we just take it on and we just victimize it. Uh, that's why I tell my friends, uh, don't tell me that you are, um, you're, you're, you have anxiety. Don't tell me that because you're identifying with anxiety. Because most of us, never been diagnosed with anxiety, but now it's just becoming a common phrase. It's like a freaking coat. We walk around, I have anxiety. This gives me anxiety. That gives me, don't, don't say that around me. Ask yourself, why do I react to this in that particular way? Now, if you've been diagnosed with PTSD and so on and so forth, okay, that's a whole different ballgame. I'm not licensed to even talk about that. But for the common person, how are you approaching something? Starts with mindset. That's even when it comes, when COVID first happened and we were talking about you know, there's one scientist, actually with the second strain came out, Sean Stevenson posted this, love that guy. He posted, the guy, the scientist said that the second strain is so bad, if you go outside, it's like you're stepping in front of a firing squad. That's literally what the scientist said. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Goes back to putting that fear in people, people's yeah. minds that they're scared to go outside. Get yeah. vitamin D, get fresh air, get exercise, the things that we need to strengthen our immune system you're basically telling us we're not supposed to go outside now. I'm like, 
just watch the words that you say because there are some people who hang on to those words mm -hmm. and take it and can develop anxiety mm -hmm. because their fear has gone to a whole different level. Totally. Um, if you do, you have anything to add on to that? Because I want to ask you about tremella mushrooms. Um, the only thing I would say to that is um, for the people who are worried about this still worried about this specific virus, not to degrade anything that has happened or the lives, you know, that have been lost associated with it. But right now in the air that we're breathing, there's 10 to the 31. That's 10 with 31 zeros behind it, viruses in the air that we're breathing right now, all day, every day, in the water, in the air, everywhere. So if... <laughs> If you can like wrap your mind around that and knowing that how, how many your body comes into contact with every single day, if you're doing these things, these simple things, simple, but not always easy, we overcomplicate them. Your body is going to have a great chance at just doing what it's supposed to do. And that is receiving information in the form of a virus, upgrading the software and letting it go. Right. That's what yeah. we're meant to do. Hey, immune system. Um, I, I forgot that you existed. Um, yeah. I'm sorry about that. That's what it's but, for. Uh, yeah. Know, yeah. And yeah, and I, we're so. we're I'm being sort of reductionist, but uh, you know, just for time's sake, like that's that's what it that's what it's doing. So. And exactly. And for more information, reach out to Mimi, the mushroom, the mushroom queen. <laughs> that's my name for Mimi, the mushroom queen. Tell yes. me about tell me about Tremella, because I actually never actually taken Tremella. So tell us more about the benefits of Tremella mushroom. Oh my gosh, Tremella. She is, um, she is another type of, of queen. Um, I will say that she is overlooked. Um, and um, it, it's sort of sad because I love Tremella. I use it regularly, at least a few times a week. And the, um, one of the amazing things about Tremella is that it holds, um, it holds 500 times its weight in water in your skin cells, in your skin, in your body. So if you look at this mushroom in the natural habitat in the forest, they call it, um, oh, what do they call it? It's like the snow fungus um, or the, the jelly mushroom because it literally looks like uh, looks like a, a snowflake and like a jellyfish had a baby. So it's really quite magical. Um, and, and it looks, it just looks like wet. So it's, it's great for holding moisture in your body, which we are, uh, some would argue up to 98% if we're talking on a molecular level of, mm -hmm. you know, of water. And so that's critical to have moisture and hydration to be properly hydrated is, is critical. So that's one benefit. It also acts as a sort of internal uh, sunblock. So um, it, it creates this um, antioxidant called superoxide dismutase, which is super, super potent. It's super powerful at regulating um, oxidative stress that comes in the form of maybe too much sunlight or chemicals that we're breathing in or whatever. Tremella is such a badass. I don't know if I can say ass on here, but such a badass at, um, we're good, okay, uh, at creating this antioxidant that helps us deal with these things in the air and water and everything. And, and so it, it, it acts as a sort of like barrier. It also helps with, um, with uh, clearing infections in the body. So I absolutely love Tremella. Um, 
you'll see some really, really high-end expensive skincare products with Tremella in it because it is so great at holding moisture in the skin. Um, I, most of the time I like to drink and consume my skincare and Tremella is absolutely one of the, one of the tools that I use in my tool belt. And I, I just, I mix it into my Reishi King coffee um, a few times a week and it helps me glow from the inside out. So when you were on Tracy Dew's podcast, right? Tracy said, you have really nice skin. So then I said, I need to see her skin. So as I let me go to Instagram, I need to see it. I'm like, she's literally glowing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my God, this is awesome. So I was like, I need her on my show because she, apparently she knows what she's talking about and she looks the part. So I'm like, okay, this is going to be great. And I, I want to touch on the water piece, right? Because mm-hmm. you said our, we are molecularly 98% water. So most people out there are going to say, what? I thought we were like 60, 65%. There, there, are two different, there are two different balances to that, right? Talking mm-hmm. about water versus weight versus water molecularly in our system yes. because we have most of the deuterium depleted water created by our cells. So we, there, there's a big difference there that we, um, so we're not talking about water as far as percentage, how much of your body is actually water, but water that your body actually functions with. So I want everybody mm-hmm. to be very keen on that. If you have questions, I'm not going to get off scientifically on this. I don't know if that's really a word, but you can, uh, you can DM me and we'll talk about that more. But I like the fact you mentioned that because I wasn't going to. And also retaining moisture in your skin is so important for longevity, for health, and for beauty, natural beauty, glowing mm-hmm. skin. Like, I'm going to give everybody an analogy. I'm not the best on analogies, but I'm going to give this one a shot. Have you ever been hungover? And I'll say, I don't know, Mimi, have you ever been hungover? Like, of course. It before? It's kind of right of passage. But, um, you know, the next day you're so dehydrated and you look in the mirror and you look like you've aged 20 years. That's what dehydration does, mm-hmm. right? Because so when you, you lose that youthful, beautiful look in your skin. That's why hydration is so important. And that's where Tremella plays such a huge role. That's another reason why I threw away my microwave um, because it dries out the food. Um, mm-hmm. It dries out the food and takes away some of the natural water that comes in the food. So everything I use, I use my stove to mm-hmm. warm up anything I'm going to warm up. I threw out my microwave for that very reason. I actually think I threw it out after listening to that episode. <laughs> or was it Dr. Slovak? I think it was Dr. Slovak after I threw it yeah, out. Yeah, I don't think I mentioned microwaves, but I don't use one either. <laughs> And um, yeah, so it's because it dehydrates the food. So a lot of times we think about being hydrated and we think about those water and drinking water. Well, if if our food's dehydrated, that's that's also an issue. Also, the quality of the water, which I can get into that. I have a whole episode on on water and, um, and as well. But the quality of our water plays a huge role. The minerals that's in the water, the pH balance, there's so much that goes into that that we we talk about all day. So Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody, I told you she was the mushroom queen. I, <laughs> I, 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 don't know, I don't know what else to say. Um, is there anything that you want to add at this point that I haven't asked or we haven't discussed? Um, I would, I, nothing that we haven't discussed. Uh, I mean, I'm sure I, I could, again, talk about HCC or, or these, some of these other mushrooms. I would say that if, if you are, Uh, looking to start using more medicinal mushrooms in your day. Maybe you have these large 
these big boulders figured out in your life and you're looking for more uh, of the minutia, more of the fill in the cracks, um, or maybe you have a chronic something that you really want to get figured out. These are all tools that you can put in your tool belt that you can start giving your body and gifting your body to, to assist in these overall processes. It's not that the mushroom, the, the HCC or the reishi is providing the miracle in your body. It's that something in your body is out of balance because there's no one out there that's 100% in balance all the time, 100% of the time. So things get out of balance and mushrooms are great. There's something that's great to add to your body so that it can work on your body. And now your body is doing the thing that it should have been doing in the first place. So it's not the mushroom, it's that the mushroom is helping you to get to the state where your body feels either safe to heal or safe to detox or whatever it is, or, or safe to release weight. Um, you have to be in a certain state of balance to do all of those things. So I hope that that's clear. Um, and, and let me know if I, if I need to elaborate more on that. I think it's perfectly great. Anybody have any questions, find the Mushroom Queen. All our information is going to be available in the show notes and in the description of the podcast. So you can go harass her and ask her any questions that you want. <laughs> I'll probably harass her too. So, um, <laughs> But, you know, I mean, I guess you're telling me that, you know, I can't eat a bunch of mushrooms and go eat fast food all day. She'll completely ruin my entire life. So thank you very much for that. Um, but I mean, you what? can, you can do whatever you want. It's just like, what kind of, I'm not, I know you're making a joke. Anyone can do whatever they want. It's just like how much, how much of a, a, a life or how great is that going to be in your life? It's like, that's, it's not going to produce a great life product if you do that, but you can do it if you want. Uh, a, a license to kill. I like it. So what's the, um, what's, uh, how can my audience get in touch with you? Um, I hang out on Instagram quite a bit. My handle is at Mimi underscore the medicine. Um, I have my own podcast called the medicine podcast. Medicine is spelled with no E on the end. So right away, you know, it's a different type of medicine that we're talking about. And the basic mantra that, that we, um, that we talk about is, uh, sort of a PG-13 deep dive into disease prevention for body, mind, and relationships. So we cover it all, everything from psychodynamic astrology to keto to SIBO to um, tarot and archetypes to spiritual talk to relationships. All of these things are, in my opinion, uh, important in a holistic and, and um, intentionally created life. So that's what we put out. So you can check me out there. Um, I also have a website, um, getmemefit.com. And uh, I also have a course, if anyone's listening to this and heard, you know, your ears perked up about HPV, it is, it is really, really common and more common than people talk about. Um, I do have a course for clearing HPV called Clear. It's on my website. Um, but yeah, you can just start at my Instagram and all of the things are there. You can also just drop into my DMs and I answer every single DM. Awesome. Thank you so much, Mimi. You, whew, you've given, you've given me a lot to think about. So <laughs> Great. I'm I really glad. appreciate it. I know my audience is going to love it and I definitely want to have you in the show in the future. So thank you so <laughs> much. All right. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to the Zico Health Show. If you got good quality content out of this episode, 
save, subscribe, and share it out there with family, friends, co-workers, or anybody who needs to hear this information. Remember, always take the scenic route and enjoy the ride.